Pray. Lord, as we come to you now, we pray that you open our hearts to your word. You give us ears to hear. And you soften us to what you'll be saying, Lord. In Christ's name, amen. Our scripture today comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 51, verses 1 through 17. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you have no delight in sacrifice, If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time of year for us as a church to come together to think on you. I pray that you'll speak through me now, Lord, that you'll use these words as a mere vessel to communicate to your people. In Christ's name, amen. There's all kinds of things that we look forward to in our lives. The the truth is that we build our entire years around them. We plan our calendars around them. We look forward to birthdays to be treated really, really special. We look forward to vacations to get that much-needed break from the everyday monotony of work and routine. We look forward to weekends to get away from the work week. We look forward to cheat meals to get away from those salads. We look forward to all kinds of things in our lives. And often we frame it as something we're looking ahead to, looking forward to. And this can be a good thing. It gives us hope for something to come, and yet we also sometimes use this hope for the future to cope with the present. 
we lose sight of what's happening in the moment because we're so fixated on what's to come that we haven't really taken stock of what's happening in our midst. Time is illusory. Time is a construct and it's confusing. And in some ways, time feels like it's never ending. And in other ways, it feels like it's fleeting in every moment. Anyone that's been to the DMV knows that a few minutes can feel like a few hours. All of us know what it's like to uh, get together with some friends and you laugh and you enjoy meals together and you ask yourself, where did the time go? Or maybe you've had a puppy or a kitten or a baby and one moment they can fit in your hand and the next they're large and they don't need you and you just wonder, where has the time gone? Sometimes a sermon can feel like it's two hours if it's only been 20 minutes. Where has the time gone? And here we find ourselves again on Ash Wednesday, a year after this pandemic began, and maybe we're asking ourselves, where has the time gone? See, time is confusing because in one sense it can be a joy And in another sense, it can be a terror. It depends entirely on how we choose to look at it. And so when we think about what Ash Wednesday is in the life of the church, it's a time where usually we would be imparting ashes to one another to remind ourselves that from dust we came and to dust we will return. It's the beginning of the season of Lent. It's this plunge into a dark trial and time leading up to the events of Easter. It's an intentional time where we look into the darkness and look for the light to come. But we're all familiar with that darkness more than ever. We've been experiencing all kinds of things in our normal lives, let alone this unifying event known as COVID. Darkness is not something we are unfamiliar with. It's something that is ever-present to us in this season of life. Lent is a time for us to look into that and seek out something better. And so when we think about what this season is for each of us, it's a time of repentance. Now, that's a churchy word that we don't usually use in everyday conversations, but to repent is to turn. And to turn from what? Well, to turn from our sins, the things that we've confessed together corporately, the things that we confess privately. And that's what our text today is. It's, it's a psalm of David where he's confessing and repenting of something that had been done in his life. And the question is, what are we turning from and who are we turning to? Lent is a season where we are setting our eyes on Jesus Now more than ever, Advent is the time that we celebrate as the church calendar's new year, but in a lot of ways, Lent is kind of like the church's new year resolution. Because just like birthdays are a celebration of someone for one day of the year, it doesn't mean we don't value them the rest of the year, hopefully. A New Year's resolution isn't bad in itself. It's something where we try to set things right. We try to develop new habits. We try to get our lives back on track. And Lent is a time where we're looking into 
the future. We're, we're anticipating Easter, and we admit to ourselves, to each other, and we recognize that we've lost sight. We've become distracted. We've put other things in front of our Lord, and it's leading to all kinds of problems. In our text, in Psalm 51, David is crying out to the Lord because he has fallen short. He has failed. He was confronted by the prophet about his sin. And he cries out, Lord, forgive me. Lord, create in me a new heart. Renew in me a right spirit. For David, what had set him off the track of his faith, was his lust for Bathsheba. He was distracted from his calling, not only as a child of God, but as the king of Israel. And as a result, he was led into sin. But that distraction is what led him astray. And I wonder what has been plaguing us, what has been distracting us from our Lord, where we have lost track of how to orient ourselves to God. The famous uh, 20th century writer T.S. Eliot writes in his poem, Burnt Norton, that we are a twittering world. We are distracted from distraction by distraction. And if there's not any other experience that captivates and and culminates our understanding of quarantine, it's that distractions are welcome. Anything to get our minds off our present circumstances, anything to get us to forget how things used to be, just so we can push ahead towards what's next. We just keep looking ahead, hoping that something new is going to come. And hope is a good thing, but when we're distracting ourselves from what God is doing here, now, We're missing out on joining him in that work. Lent is a time to set distractions aside. Lent is a time for us as the body of Christ to come together and say enough is enough. This is a time when we name the things that distract us from living the life God has called us to. Distracted by distractions. We're missing out on what's happening in the moment. Time, it's illusory. It's like a side view mirror on your car. Objects may be closer than they appear. In some ways, quarantine has felt like it's been an eternity. And in other ways, can you believe it's Ash Wednesday again? We started quarantine in Lent, and here we are in Lent again. And I think in the beginning of quarantine, you know, for the first few weeks, we just thought, this will end any time now. And then after a couple months, oh, it'll end any time now. And at a certain point, you have to come to this reckoning, when are you going to start living your life and stop pretending like things are just going to change? When are you going to live in the present moment and stop pretending something's to come? God is not dictated by what is happening in our world. We are supposed to be orienting ourselves to what he is doing. And so if we just keep waiting for something better to come along, we're going to miss everything on the way. 
We tell ourselves that we've only been distracted because of how bad things are. If COVID would end, then we'd really get back on track. But the truth is, we all get distracted anyways. If it weren't COVID, it would be business meetings. And if it wasn't business meetings, it'd be last minute assignments for school. And if it wasn't last minute assignments, it'd be that extra bill that has stressed you out. And if it wasn't that, it'd be a a surprise diagnosis. We are distracted human beings. And if it's not one thing, it's the next. Lent is not a time for us to manufacture guiltiness, but it is a time to observe that we need to set our eyes on Jesus, not on every incremental moment of despair. Darkness is this term we throw around and we understand it in all kinds of ways, both literally and figuratively, But we also understand that the darkest room can display the most light. And although we are in a season of darkness in so many ways right now, we're also children of the light. We are looking ahead to what is to come. We are looking ahead and hopeful because of what we know we celebrate in Easter. And that gives us hope not for the future, but for today to lean into the present reality to lean into our present moments and join God here and now. Psalm 51 is one of the most precious pieces of Scripture to me because what it is is a reminder that all of us have fallen short. All of us need to go to God and reorient ourselves. We can't do it on our own. We were never intended to. We're asking God to create in us a clean heart, to renew in us a right spirit. And so in this season of Lent on Ash Wednesday, when we remind ourselves of that verse in Genesis, this notion that from dust we came and to dust we will return, we also need to remember that God took dust and, and made something beautiful out of it. And the darkest and most difficult parts of our lives are the places where we can be sure God is working. And so I invite you all this season of Lent not to shy away from the struggles that we're all experiencing, but rather to choose to look at them. Because just by acknowledging what we go through together, what, just by acknowledging the darkness that is all around us is an act of faith. Just by choosing to trust that Jesus is working now, by setting our distractions aside for 40 days as we lead up to Easter, we remind ourselves, along with David in this psalm, that what God is looking for is us to be honest with ourselves and each other and Him. Psalm 51 ends with saying that a broken spirit is what God wants. Us to acknowledge that things aren't okay. God didn't ask us to put on a good face. God didn't ask us to create a facade. He wants all of us. He wants us to be honest. But that also means to be honest with ourselves. And so now on Ash Wednesday, now in this season of Lent, let us as a church together set aside distractions 
whatever they may be. Let us set our eyes on Christ because he alone is what leads us through the darkest of times. Amen.